Gentlemen, James Marshall here with a very important rhetorical question, which is this. What is the one thing that makes the difference between a novice and a master? Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Essentially, this comes down to looking at learning from one of two perspectives. The first one is learning through technique, and the other one is learning through principle. Most people, when they're learning a new art form, they think that they need to learn a series of techniques because they don't yet know what they're supposed to do or say, and so they feel that, okay, if I learn how to open with using this line, or I learn to touch in this specific way, or I have an understanding of the way that logistics will lead to success, and I get these things completely right, and I master them gradually over time, build them essentially like they're Lego blocks that we put together. At the end, I will be a master of the art form. This, I'm here to tell you today, is absolutely the wrong way to look at your learning. It's slow, it's ineffective, and it does not take into account the massive variation of what might happen in the real world. Sure, if we're trying to learn an exact science, then learning step-by-step techniques may get us a result, but still, people who are high level uh, in any form of knowledge understand that it is not the technique that makes the master, it is an understanding of the deeper principles. So I'll tell you a little bit about my own personal backstory now, which explains how it is that I created the system that I now use today. Long before I was a seduction expert, lifestyle guru, and general sex ninja, I was an obsessive martial artist. In the year 2002, back when I was a much younger and hairier, and fitter man, I went for the first time to Shaolin Temple in China to study with some of the greatest masters alive. Up until that point, I had experimented with a variety of different systems, which in my youthful arrogance, I had come to the conclusion that they were all deficient in one key area, which was that the other systems I had initially studied were all technique-based. So what that meant was you would learn how to deal with specific scenarios using a single technique. So if someone threw a straight punch at you, you would learn to do a block that would relate to that. If they threw a roundhouse punch, you would learn a different block. Uh, And so on and so on for all the possible eventualities that might happen during combat. Now the problem with that being that sometimes people don't throw a direct straight punch. They throw one that is more or less a a roundhouse and a straight punch mixed together. Or they might throw it from uh, a variety of different angles. They uh, may have a completely different system than the one that you're using, and therefore your techniques don't really work for that. What it would mean to become a master of that martial art would mean to be able to learn enough techniques to drill them enough times and to be able to have the muscle memory to use them in an instant for every single eventuality that might happen during a combat situation, which is highly unrealistic, not very likely to happen. And even if it was possible, it would take many, many years to constantly train these individual techniques and you'd have to keep updating them as you came in contact with other styles that you were fighting against. So when I first came in contact with Shaolin martial arts and later Taoist systems, which also worked in a similar way, I discovered systems that were based upon principles. So these were a very small number of core fundamental understandings from which once you had a deep understanding of them, you were able to extrapolate them and create infinite variations in order to be able to deal with whatever situation arose. And so what is a principle? Essentially, it's a fundamental law. This is something that is timeless, that is permanent, 
that is always going to be effective. And within that law, it contains all of the possible variations and extrapolations of what might happen within that particular system of learning. Little did I realize when I was training with the monks in Shaolin Temple that not only was I learning the best martial arts systems that I had ever found, I was also learning a way of learning, a way of understanding the world, myself, and any type of skill, mindset, or art that I wanted to learn in the future. So it was that some years later, when I went from being an obsessive martial artist to an obsessive seduction artist, I remembered all of those principles and the way that I'd learned martial arts, and then I transferred those over to learning how to be good with girls. Around that same time, I came in contact with three other guys who were all what you would call naturals with women. These were guys that hadn't been trained by anyone, they hadn't read any books or watched videos, because back in the day there wasn't much of that stuff around, and these guys were fantastically good with girls in all sorts of situations and scenarios, day, night, clubs, cafes, whatever it was, and they seemed to be able to do this effortlessly, intuitively, and to be able to shift and adjust to the needs of every single situation. Those three guys and I formed the original natural crew way back in Melbourne in Australia, and we all started to work together, observe each other's styles, and mix and blend to create something that was really, really powerful. Now, the way my mind works is that when I'm watching someone who's good at something, I'm always trying to work out what is the difference that makes the difference? What is the core fundamental principles? And at first, when I was hanging out with these guys, there didn't seem to be much crossover because one of them was incredibly good at high-end nightclub game. Very fast, rapid escalation, not very much verbal game, and was able to boil attraction and arouse her with girls insanely fast and get them off into the bathroom, which later on, Leah McRae took to new levels. Another one of them was so low energy that he was almost asleep when he was picking up girls. Everything was incredibly slow, subtle. There was just these tiny little motions, movements, eye contact, use of space and timing that, we, that he would use, insanely powerful. The other guy was very, very social, a complete social puppeteer. He could move within any type of environment, any type of demographic of girl, and seemed to have people just drawn magnetically to his personality so that girls were throwing themselves at him constantly. So as I was hanging out with these guys and watching how they were working, for a time I thought, okay, really it's just they have their own thing. You know, they're, they're naturals, They've, they seem to be born with it more or less, and I guess I can't be like that guy. I can't do super fast club game. I'm not a particularly social kind of person. I'm not a social butterfly. I don't spend all my time running around to different scenes. So that kind of social game is not my thing. Uh, yeah, I am a pretty low energy person, but not as much as the, the guy that I was hanging out with initially. I couldn't move at that slow speed and create the, the, the tension that he was creating. But after a time from watching these guys and of course, using my own personal awareness to watch how I was developing, I started to see that actually there were crossover points. There were points where all of us were using the same principles, whether those guys understood that intellectually or just intuitively did it or not. We were all working from a base level of principles. And so as I started to teach and started to see the challenge of being able to take my own personal knowledge, my own ability, and then to be able to transfer it to a student, I realized that I would have to boil down, define, and be able to explain and teach core principles. Otherwise, any guy that was coming to me was only going to be learning my techniques. He was going to be trying to model me, replicate what I was doing, 
and at best he was going to come off as a second-rate copy of me. And I don't want people running around the world pretending to be James Marshall or any other guy they think's good, because then you are just doing a performance. It's not real. It's not congruent with your personality. And we all know the girls are very intuitive emotionally. They're sensitive to the subtleties of what's happening in an interaction. They have good bullshit radars. And whether they find out on the first night, fifth night, or three weeks down the track, they'll realize that the guy that picked them up is not actually the guy that they're with. And so even if you're successful by learning dozens of techniques and fooling somebody for a short period of time, eventually they're going to see through it and they're going to leave. Personally, I didn't get into seduction to trick girls into bed for a week. I got into it to become an absolutely amazing human being who was able to express, connect, and arouse women of all types in all situations so that I had choice about who I spent my life with, not just a single night. As me and my coaching team in the early days started to work with more and more clients, we observed the way that they were learning, of course, the responses from the girls that they were getting and the feedback from the students themselves. And gradually over time, we're able to boil down these core fundamental understandings of what makes a man naturally seductive into five key principles, which is what I want to talk to you briefly about today. We've seen consistently that when internalized and, and understood at a deep level, the five principles of natural seduction allow a man of any age, any energy level, any mindset to be able to express himself in a way that is completely con congruent with his personality and which lines up with his personal desires about the women he wants to meet and the types of relationships that he wants to create. The first principle is awareness. Awareness is the ability to be present in the now. And this means stepping back from your subjective reality, which is where you're running around inside your own brain, listening to your thoughts, which are often not effective and often not true, and being able to step back from, from an objective viewpoint and observe things as they currently actually are. From the internal aspect, that means being able to observe your breathing, your body, your emotional state, and to look at your thoughts, not necessarily as you, but as something that are just passing through your mind. On an external aspect, that's the ability to read other people, to be able to vibe, to be able to pick up on signals, to be able to observe the environment and adjust accordingly. Without awareness, all of the other principles don't work. It is the core foundation of everything I teach. And if you want to get good at any kind of art form, you need to become more and more aware of yourself in the moment. Number two is intent. A lot of guys, when they watch my infill videos, they may be a little bit confused when they see me roll up to a girl, say, nothing particularly interesting, and for some reason the girls are fascinated by me, investing a lot of attention uh, in me, and often being the ones that insist that I take their number. This is not some magic voodoo, this is not because I have nice hair or that I look a little bit like Viggo Mortensen, it is because I'm projecting a very, very clear message and intention through my presence, through my body language, and through my eye contact. With awareness, we create space and emptiness. With, a, with intent, we charge that with a very, very clear message. And essentially, that is the secret of my seductive success, is that I can transmit messages through my eyes into somebody else and make their body, their mind, and their emotions shift based on that alone. Again, without awareness, I can't do that. But intent is where that raw sexuality starts to get subcommunicated through everything I do. The third principle is emotional impact. When a girl walks away from you after you've had an interaction with her, maybe you got a number, she doesn't remember the things you said to her. She doesn't remember necessarily the cool jokes or the interesting topics you talked about, 
what she remembers is how she feels. So that when your name comes up on her phone, when you call her, she has a spike in emotion. If we had an interesting chat, she's not gonna have that. But if I was able to get inside her, elicit and find what it is that is fundamentally important to her on an emotional level, and at the same time, very important, remembering that there's an internal aspect, which means that I need to open myself emotionally so that she can see that I'm a real person, then we blend those two uh, types of emotions together. Now we are creating an emotional impact together. This is the thing that women are obsessed about. This is what they really want from a man. They want to feel, they, want, they don't want to think, they want it to be taking on, taken on an emotional roller coaster ride that's exciting, sexy, interesting, at the same time as intimate, comforting, and safe. The fourth principle is pressure and release. This was the principle that tied all of the others together. And it took me several years to be able to isolate this, this and see uh, how it was operating with men who are effective with women. Most guys release pressure all the time on girls that they're with. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So they're constantly pulling pressure off the girl and then projecting it inwards on themselves, which is why it feels so awkward and nervous when you're talking to a girl that you're trying to impress. Girls don't want to be impressed by a guy because then they know that he's trying to impress her and therefore they see that he's not actually impressive. When you understand emotional pressure and emotional release, you can start to create this bubble between you and the girl where there's a whole lot of sexy, powerful tension being built up. And the characteristic of all tension is that it must release. I don't know if that's exact physics, but it does seem to be the way that things happen. So that if I build up pressure with a girl, it creates expectation, anticipation, excitement, because she doesn't know exactly what's gonna happen. And then when I release it at the right time, it creates comfort, relaxation, and a sense of intimacy between you two. When you become a master of pressure and release, then your game skyrockets. The final principle is pulling the trigger, decisive action. A lot of guys, when they're trying to meet girls, they're constantly looking for signals of acknowledgement. They're looking to see does the girl like what I'm doing? Have I got permission to go further? Am I, am I able to go for the number, go for the kiss, go for the bra strap and be guaranteed that I'm not gonna get rejected? If you're looking for that, then you're gonna be waiting a long time. For the most part, girls do not give you explicit verbal encouragement that you're doing well. They don't tell you now's a good time to kiss me. They don't say, okay, let's go in home and get in bed together. All of that is implied, it's subtle, it's subcommunicated. Why is that? Because that's what flirtation is. Flirtation is the ability to suggest, insinuate sex without uh, making it boring by bringing it out in the verbal sphere and saying it. So at some point, you're gonna have to step out into that abyss, take a chance and pull the fucking trigger. Guys who learn how to open and try to close, they're the guys that get good at this fast. So developing within yourself this ability to pull the trigger on your instinct. As soon as you feel like you wanna do something, you do it. That's the difference that's gonna mean that all the other stuff that led up to that is actually gonna create results. For the last eight years, myself and my coaching team have been using the five principles as the basis for everything that we teach in our live workshops through The Natural Lifestyles. Now, of course, we still do teach techniques, don't get me wrong, because there are cool things you can do, cool tricks, cool lines, you know, little understandings of how to work the system that you can plug into the principles. Once you understand principle-based game, then sure, if you hear somebody's line and you think it's cool or you see a text message exchange that seems to be a good way to text a girl, 
that's totally cool. You can plug those techniques in. But if you don't have the principles, then you're just stabbing in the dark, throwing out random techniques. So we've developed core foundation of the principles and then a whole range of techniques that then plug into those. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.